You're listening to TalkZone.com. Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. Would you believe that 70% of all major changes in organizations fail? InfoTrack's Taryn McCall is here with a renowned change management expert for some advice you can use. Taryn? Thanks, Roy. Our guest is Rick Maurer, a change management expert and author of the book Beyond the Wall of Resistance, Why 70% of All Changes Still Fail and What You Can Do About It. No matter what it is in life, quitting smoking, losing weight, changing a bad attitude at work, most people have a hard time dealing with change. Why is that? Well, I had some friends in Boston say that we have an immunity to change, just like we have an immune system. And there are things sort of built into us to say, no, we like the status quo. It served us for a long time. And so something as drastic as losing weight, as you suggest, or an organizational change will smack up against these rules, if you will, which are often deeply hidden from us that just keep us from making the changes. Is it my imagination, or is the pace of change at the average business ramping up? (laughs) Yeah, not only is it ramping up, but it's getting more difficult because we're more and more in virtual environments. So people are trying to manage major changes across continents and time zones and doing it by email and conference calls. So not only is it getting faster, it's getting harder. I'll give you an example. I have a client, and her team of 100 managers is spread across four continents. So you can never find a time zone when it's convenient for everyone, and it's very expensive to get everybody in the same room to talk about things. So when you're trying to do stuff through email and phone, you just miss signals. You know, you miss people rolling their eyes. You miss people leaning forward with interest. You don't have any of those cues. And it's those kind of subtle human things that really help us calibrate how we are. Are people going along? Do they understand us? Or are they getting bent out of shape? Are they getting bored? And all of that kind of stuff can get hidden when we're working through the Internet or the telephone. It's in the subtitle of your book. You say that 70% of all major changes in organizations fail. That's an astounding figure. It amazed me. When I first wrote Beyond the Wall of Resistance back in 95, the failure rate was 70%. And when I got invited to kind of tweak the book for a paperback version, I thought, I wonder what the failure rate is, and realized in 15 years it hadn't changed. But that was especially astounding because we know so much more about how to lead change in organizations than we did 15 years ago. There have been tons of books and articles and whole consulting practices dedicated to it, and yet we're making the same mistakes. But not all change is good change. You write that sometimes bosses make decisions without talking to the employees who might be the most knowledgeable in that area. Right. And whether a change is effective or not often has little to do whether it's a good idea or not. Does it have the kind of backing and the kind of support that it needs? But one of the things that can really save a leader from making bad choices is often When I'm out on the shop floor or I'm out with the people in the field, they'll say, I can't believe what they're doing this time. And I'll go, why? And they'll say, well, it's not going to succeed. And I'll go, why do you know that? And then they'll give me detailed information that if the senior people listen to them, they might, one, not do the change, or they might figure out different ways to do it. And often the safeguards are right there inside our own organization, and we don't listen to it. If you could offer the leader of any organization, community group, church, or CEO of a multi-million dollar corporation one piece of advice on how to get their people to buy into a change, what would you say? 
Well, first of all, you're right to use such a broad umbrella because whether we're trying to influence somebody at home or in a multinational company, it's the same process. The one bit of advice would be to understand why people resist change. If you understand that, you're going to understand why people support it. And I think there are three types of resistance, and they are I don't get it, I don't like it, and I don't like you. And any one of those can stop a change in its tracks. So what you need is people to say, oh, I get it, I understand what you're talking about. You need people to use that emotional energy that was going into resistance to go into engagement. People get involved, they come up with ideas, they do the work. And three, they need to have trust and confidence in the person who's presenting the change. It's hard work. It is really hard work, and I find that the people who pay attention to why do people support, why do they resist, tend to do much, much better. We've been talking with Rick Maurer, author of the book Beyond the Wall of Resistance. Rick, is there a website where people can learn more? Absolutely. Rick, R-I-C-K, and Maurer is M-A-U-R-E-R dot com, rickmauer.com. Well, thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. And that's it for this edition of InfoTrack. Thanks for spending some time with us. InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks of Chicago. On behalf of Chris Whitting, Taryn McCall, our executive producer Randy Meyer, and the entire InfoTrack team, I'm Roy Mackey. We'll catch you next time on InfoTrack.